You heard about this guest on our with our. I'll redo this. Um, Steve Stone is an award-winning voice actor. His unique sound propels network TV promos, energizes local TV affiliates, ignites radio station imaging, and champions top sports and entertainment brands worldwide. I have a feeling you've heard Steve Stone, and you don't even know it. But you're going to find out who Steve Stone is in just a second. Hold on to your seat. Welcome to the Cuz I Have To podcast, where living your dream is the only option. I'm your host, Julie Slater. And I'm Jason Friday. And we've been scouring the earth for people living their dharma so we can share their stories with you. And hopefully we help you find your dharma. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, voice extraordinaire, Steve Stone, is on the Cuz I Have To podcast. Welcome to the program, Steve. Hey, thanks so much. It's so good to see you. Like, actually see you. I know. I haven't like, actually seen you. When was the last time we've actually in, seen whoa. each other? I don't think we've seen each other in More years. More than a decade. I mean, yeah, yeah, at least. Uh, so yeah, we've thank you so much. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, and and obviously emails and texts and whatnot. But like, as far as I mean, nobody wants to see me, but uh, you know, it's nice <laughs> to see other people. So <laughs> oh, you're just like, <laughs> has it been that long be since you guys seen each other? Well, I mean, we didn't. <laughs> I've been in LA for 14 I, years. Yeah, I left yeah. New York in the end of 2002, so it's it's been a minute. Wow, yeah, jeez. Um, wow, has it been that long? 2002. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you, if if I saw you when I was in LA visiting in the past, but obviously, uh it's it's really nice to be to be uh chatting, for sure, and um yeah, so this is cool. And I I'm kind of mesmerized by uh uh Jason's uh blinky blinky keyboard, keyboard blinky. with the cool <laughs> yeah. The cool. Well, you know he's a gamer. Uh, yeah, but that, yeah. those are that's awesome. You can find though. him I like on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where all the cool kids are now? That's where the cool kids are nowadays. Literally, I'm like they call me Boomer on there because I'm so old. <laughs> you know what? I I'm so tired. I'm so tired of hearing that crap. My I've got uh, teenage kids and. They've been trying to call my wife and I Boomer, and it's like you know you're not using that word properly. We're not bo- we're Gen X. Cor- it's like we're correct. not Boomer. Yeah. So hello, uh, our parents, and yeah. before you know, excuse whatever. me, Sonny, you're not using that word accurately. <laughs> I'm actually Gen X. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, you just proved my point. <laughs> exactly. When? Yeah. When? When did we become? When did we we become old and stuff? Like obviously, uh, um. Twitch is a huge thing. I I have some friends that are on Twitch who are uh, like they you know they're really doing great stuff, content and all that. I, I can't focus enough to be able to watch people playing games. To me, when I was yeah. when I was a kid, I, is it okay if I start talking or no? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when our guests are like, is this okay that I'm speaking? It is, it is so funny. Am I talking too much? Should I stop? And we're like, what do you just don't ever say that? It just rem- is- it just reminds me of when I was uh, a kid and my friends would play Dungeons and Dragons and I just didn't oh, sure. have I didn't have the the focus to to do that. So I would just sit with them and just hang out. So it's kind of like that. It's like, you know, some of these platforms. I mean, obviously like TikTok is great. I love that because it's like, you know, it's like 10 seconds long. It's quick. Yeah. 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 But like watching people you game. You really got into Clubhouse although, though, didn't you? 
Yeah, you know, I did. And everything else, like everything else in my life, I was really gung-ho for two weeks. And then now I'm kind of bored. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I looked at it for about two or three days. And then I was like, I don't think I, like I was getting all these updates. And I was like, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And the problem is, like everything else, uh, when it's new, it's like, oh, this is exciting. And then when it's like, oh, I I scheduled, you know, like a weekly thing. And it's worked out. I do a couple of, I am part of a couple of weekly chats, which is great, but I don't have the, like, I can't remember to be like smart enough to schedule and manage things and corral people. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not really, I don't know, I guess just, you know, just because my attention span is that of a squirrel and it's You're just like, talent, baby. You just show up when they tell you and you, you do yeah, the work. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Where do I stand? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do this. Bam. One take. Have a good day, everybody. Take care. Thank you. Goodbye. You guys ever Someone seen this, the TV show? That, right? Yeah. Exactly. You ever seen the TV show T- Toast of London? No. No. You never heard of that? Okay. You got to watch no. that. That's, uh, it's a British uh, a comedy show and it's uh, this theater actor who is having a hard time finding work. So he has unfortunately uh, has to uh, do to do voiceovers. And he just hates it, and it's like it's like beneath oh my gosh. him. I have so to watch he's that. he's in he's in these sessions, and like it's these teenagers like oh running the God. studios now, and he feels like it's beneath him to even like talk to them or whatever. And so they'll have him do commercials, and they'll like mess with him on purpose. They'll have him say certain words, like uh, you know, badly on purpose, just to make fun of him. And but there's right. a there's a great um, there's a meme that's all over. It's yeah, there you go. Toast of London. Yeah, Matt oh, Berry. That guy really... looks like a character and a half. Oh my yeah. god, it's a I great show. This. But there's this whole thing. There's this whole thing where there's an episode where all he had to say was the word yes, and wow. he couldn't get it right. And they kept on saying it you know, one more time, and he's like, yes, 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 yes. And he's like, <laughs> and so it's it was just that that just reminded me of that. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, what you know, I. I have really been listening to some of your past shows and I think it's really neat to have a show that's about doing like what your purpose is. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that is, um, it's sometimes it's difficult for people. They don't, they don't know, you know, it's, uh, I knew when I was a kid that I wasn't going to do well with a regular job, you know, like not that there's nothing, nothing wrong with obviously, a, you know, a regular job, but I just, I always felt like, I needed to be stimulated in some way creatively. Uh, when I was really young, I started uh, drawing, and I still draw. And, and oh, I, yeah, you uh, are a great artist. I wanted to be a comic book illustrator. Oh, that's and, awesome! And that was my entire, you know, growing up in teenage years. And then when I got out of high school and I decided to go get, you know, try to get into art school, it became too much work. And and I immediately was like, oh, you have to actually be like. Well, I thought you had to go to school and like study and so like, there goes my attention again. And I was like, oh, I thought this was just kind of one of those things where you just, you know, you sit around and draw and oh, you have to actually be trained. And it just, I don't know, for some reason I lost that drive, but I'd always been interested in radio and voices and I did a lot of mimicking um which was annoying to my family and friends for <laughs> most of my adolescence. Can you do great impressions? Um, not really impressions as much as yeah. like uh, characterizations of people. You know, like there's there's people who do impersonations and impressions who are so good. Um, I would just mimic people like 
you know, teachers in class or friends or, you know, watching TV. I mean, I watched uh, a lot of TV as a kid. I mean, I think, you know, they always say latchkey kids. It's like I was a TV kid. I mean, I would come home from school and watch three, four hours of TV. I never did my homework. It's like, I didn't care. It's like, I just wanted to, I wanted to sort of, you know, kind of tune out. So it was, it was between yeah. drawing, listening to music on my double cassette player. I know. Yes. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> double cassette player. Um, uh, or watching TV. And so, yeah, that was, that was my babysitter as a kid and good or bad. I think that that was just the the way it was. And so that was like my start was, I've always been um, interested in some creative outlet, you know? And so I gravitate towards people who are doing those things that they, you know, those purposes in life, uh, musicians, or uh, I have a friend of mine who is a, world-class woodworker and he's mm. now making he's like he's 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 becoming a, a luthier now he's like making um guitars and banjos make oh. they make guitars and and oh. um instrument i mean it's fascinating so i i've always wow. been gravitated toward that stuff and so i think that's really what kind of got me into where i am today is just the curiosity of of doing sort of what i was you know admonished for as a as a, as a kid you know like keep it together, stop making weird noises and, you know, sit still. Um, I've been lucky that that's kind of become a career where I don't have to sit still and I don't have to not do weird noises. For In a weird way, I feel like we've lived a similar path, <laughs> at least in, at childhood. And I'm not even kidding. Illustrating, yeah, I mean, like drawing and stuff, making weird noises, mimicking, identifying things and like being able to copy that or whatever. I hear that so much. That's crazy. I was actually, um, there was an article I was reading about people who, it's like a chameleon effect. Like if I'm around people, like if I visit somewhere and I'm around people with different accents, I will start talking like them without even knowing it. Totally. And it's not, I'm not doing it on purpose and I'm not trying to make fun of them. It's almost a weird assimilation. Like I've got clients up in Canada and I'll talk to them on the phone. And all of a sudden I'll say, oh yeah, yeah, oh <laughs> So about that, yeah. It's <laughs> the, it's a, but it's, I'm not doing it on purpose. It's just like it's some sort of, I don't know, some sort of tone or some sort of weird. Do you speak foreign languages? Uh, I, I did when I was a kid. Oh. I, I, I spoke Portuguese as a kid because I, when we just were, fun? when I was very, very young, we lived in Brazil for six years until wow. I was about eight. And oh my so God, we, spoke, we spoke Portuguese. But when I came to the States, um, I kind of, you know, I stopped using it and I forgot it, but we, we always, we always spoke English at home. So I was bilingual, but coming, you know, coming to the States when I was eight, I didn't, you know, it was just speaking, you speak American now. So I just, I stopped, you know, I stopped speaking Portuguese, but I think that language has always interested me tremendously. Um, and if I had the, patience and the focus i would love to try to relearn that because they always say that that's like trapped in your mind somewhere yeah. right like sure a foreign language i can yeah. barely speak you know i can barely speak english. proper english <laughs> to begin with right so i should master that first yeah um, but no yeah i love i love languages i i think the biggest thing even with art music um voiceovers uh, radio production, it's all storytelling. And I think that that's really, when it comes down to it, I'm fascinated by people who tell stories. And so a musician can tell a story, a painter, a, you know, um, 
uh, somebody, you know, a, a, a narrator, a DJ, uh, an interviewer, a, you know, a reporter, anybody can tell stories. And to me, that's fascinating. And I think that's really the lifeblood uh, of of life. Yeah, I want to sure. hear. I, 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 I'm not really into talking about myself as much as I'm. F- I'm curious about other people. Like I've got a very unique job, and I'm really grateful for that. And I really feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in life. But I think overall, I don't identify myself as you know I'm blah 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 voice actor. Or this the you know I just figure like that's just one way that I'm able to express myself that I'm really fortunate at. I think that you know, if I took myself too seriously and for some reason things changed or went away, um, that would be, you know, I wouldn't know what else to do as far as, um, expressing myself or being creative. That's why I I like, I still draw a lot. In fact, during the pandemic, I did this during the winter, I did like a a crazy amount of drawings that kind of kept me sane because we were, you know, obviously isolated and it was living out here in the East. Um, you know, you're just inside all the time. So, that was awesome. And then I love music and, 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 um, you know, I love, uh, lyrics, uh, and what words mean and all that kind of stuff. So all those things, I think if I, if some reasons, for some reason, you know, things changed, I would find another way of expressing myself or telling a story in some other way, you know? That's yeah, that's sure. the way I look at things. And you have a great yeah. tattoo that yeah, you showed me a picture of tell the story. Yeah, the the other one I'm going to get is is on my uh, belly. It says actual size may vary, um, but they, uh, objects are closer than me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, uh yeah, it's so uh, yeah. Tell tell, tell the story. story. And what's the other yeah. one? Say? And the other one is uh, hope is the hope is the anthem. Um, hope is that's the anthem. that's a lyric from a song. I actually there's a band from San Diego called Switchfoot and uh oh my I really, gosh yeah I really like them and they have a song called Hope is the Anthem and it's I just thought that's such, such a great and I got this tattoo when when we had the former guy in the White House and I was like getting really <laughs> really depressed <laughs> and I was like we've got to we've got to you know have yeah. this got to be some hope so yeah that's uh again that's a that's a lyric and uh but those those telling the story is really vital I think for anybody I mean you know, Julie. I mean, when I, when we first met and started working together in New York, you know, you were doing, um, you were playing shows. You know, uh, yeah. with uh, I think you, did you have a band or was it just I had you? a band called Plankton at one point, and then I went. Solo. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Creative differences, man. We went solo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you yeah. you were always so into music, and when artists would come in and you would in- interview them, I mean, you knew about stuff and you knew about them and to me that i always thought that's the interesting thing it's like i'm not going to sit there and and stargaze over uh, you know somebody comes in the station and promotes the music i want to know about the behind the scenes stuff i love watching you know music documentaries Uh, i got one yeah i got one that's saved that i haven't watched yet but um it's uh it's about some session guitar player who like wrote some of the biggest hits like behind the scenes for like 50 years and nobody even knows his name and like it's like you know these kind of crazy stories yeah i'm a fan of stories tell me a story and i think maybe that's that's probably to do with childhood where i was neglected a lot you know like i just feel like that's sort of not not a you know obviously this that's yeah 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 i get it being general there but you know i think that's i i've always gravitated to storytelling in some way i feel very like when i 
right. when I saw your tattoo, like tell the story, even just that statement, I feel like it fills me with a lot of emotion. Like that's what I feel everyone's real goal is to be authentic and tell their story and not right. try to tell a story they think other people want to hear, but their real story. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, okay. it's interesting uh, because I use my voice for a living. Most of the time I'm reading other people's words. You know, I'm, in, I'm interpreting somebody else's story as somebody else's words. So the, the, one of the things about um, doing what I do is to try to uh, connect with those words and try to make them my own while reading somebody else's story. So that's difficult. It's not, you know, you think to yourself, oh, okay, and I'll put myself in their mind. And it's really difficult. Yeah. Because yeah. you've got, you've got to access some sort of uh, emotion that, that, um, that, you know, uh, connects with that. Um, so I, that's, you know, that's sort of the, the, um, uh, the thing that I'm always striving for is to, to, to connect better with what the copy that I'm reading so that I'm not just, um, some, you know, disembodied voice, um, you know, on a speaker that somehow there's emotion that connects. I, I've been fortunate that there's, I work with some really, really neat clients who write really great, um, promos and, 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 you know, commercials and things. And some, some of these things just really hit you hard. Like I sent you some samples and yeah, we're one of them, some. I think I mentioned to you was, th was this, um, thing from, uh, um, this TV station in Boston. So like right when the pandemic hit, people didn't know what was going on and it was a lot of uncertainty. So they had this great promo on the air, which was like, what's WCVB. Yeah. The, the, this yeah, was kind of, it was kind of like, well, what, what, what's going to happen now? You know, like the great play, unknown. And oh, yeah. let me play the clip. Oh, that sounds really good. Whoa. What was <laughs> Hold that? On. Hold on. I sounded they like I thing. was possessed. <laughs> that sounded amazing. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to play. Hold on. Whoa. Wait, that sounds really slow. Yeah. Why is it playing a Is that the trailer for Godzilla? What is that? Jeez. Yeah. You know what's so Godzilla. funny? I just played these for Jason and he could totally hear them. Hold on. <laughs> Why is it playing these all slow? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? That sounds amazing. Oh Wait, I'm going to upload. Hold on. I'm uploading another one. This is so I strange. think we're asking the internet to, to, do, to do too many things. Yeah. Maybe we need to update your memory card. <laughs> because that shit's fucking crazy. <laughs> Wow, this is upsetting. That is that is very. That's weird all right. You know what? Just 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 we'll fix it in post. We'll do it live. Yeah. All right. It. We'll do it live. <laughs> these times. Oh, there. You don't need anyone to tell you. These times are different. Isolation. Whoa. Disruption. Speculation. Like no other times we've seen. Times like these, where you get your news and information is critical. WCVB News Center 5 is here. A steady voice. A familiar face. A trusted source. Helping you understand. Know the facts. So you stay connected. 
there's a lot to learn about the times ahead. And the times will get better. We'll be here for you, for these times and the times to come. WCVB News Center 5, Boston's news leader. I feel like you just hugged me there and you told me that's everything a, was going to be okay. But you yeah, know what, really, though? I know. Again, that, that's like a great example of what I live for with what I do. That, yeah. to me, when you're given time to tell a story where it's not, you know, like you, you, you guys know, like advertising, it's all, you know, 15 seconds, 30 seconds, get as much as you can into that time. And you're talking, you're talking at people, not to them. And so this was totally different. And these are the, these are the things that to me are, that's what I'm always reaching for is those kind of experiences. Cause that to me is the best of, of what I, I feel like the work that I do is, um, and that, that turned out great. What training have you had? Have you taken acting lessons? I have not taken acting lessons, although I really would love to take like improv and stuff. Like to me, that's just so cool. Um, but I have studied with different voice coaches, um, voiceover coaches over the years. And um, Do you have any favorites I've, that you want to talk about? Yeah. I've studied with Maurice Tobias, who's based in LA, and she um, has workshops and seminars in LA and New York and around the country. And, and she's amazing. They call her the voice whisperer. She's like, just like top of the top, just awesome. Um, and I've also worked with, um, Dave Walsh, who's uh, based in LA as well. And he does a lot of, uh, um, promo TV promo work, which is really, you know, something that I really focus on. Uh, And I've studied with other people over the years here and there. And I've even taken like an animation class with, uh, the voice of Porky Pig, Bob Bergen, uh, who's oh based God. in LA as well. Uh, and I did that just because uh, I wanted to do something that was going to stretch some different muscles that was, you know, wasn't like my main focus, but it was something fun and just really kind of, you know, push myself creatively. And that was totally worth it. That was just so much fun. And I absolutely think that is just critical if you can study with uh, with a coach or coaches. Um, Try different these, people out. They all have something to Absolutely. offer. Yeah, there's, right. a, there's a saying that uh, a good student has many teachers, you know, so I'm always trying to learn from anybody that's in my life, uh, you know, um, you know, in or out of, in or out of this business. I mean, you can always learn something, but yeah, training is important. And I also think too, that it's a constant uh, battle of trying to sort of be comfortable with, with yourself, you know, like it's taken me a long time to be comfortable with how I sound and, and the skill set that I have and my limitations because, um, you know, you constantly self-doubt when you're a performer. Um, you know, there's always that uh, voice in your head where it's like, nah, you know, that wasn't good. And you're trying to always correct yourself. And there's a, there's yeah. a, it's a tremendous amount of, um, effort to be able to just say, I'm, I'm going to take away that pressure and just be in the moment. Um, and it's difficult. Even though it's you've difficult been for so, me. so successful. You say you've only recently really gotten into that space? Yeah, like the last 10 years. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it's, wow. uh, and I think, and I still, you know, I feel, I mean, I, I feel that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and then, you know, I'm, I'm where I'm, I'm where I'm at for, you know, my skills and my, <clears throat> my talent. I feel like I've, you know, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I think that it's, it just, I'm a very anxious person to begin with. And so I just always 
I always think of the worst, <laughs> you know, like <clears throat> what bad, what bad thing can happen. I don't, I don't always. You and Woody about, are very similar, <clears throat> just so you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because when we worked, <laughs> yeah. you know, but the, with Woody though, he was the good thing about Woody that, and I just texted him earlier today is he has always known the direction, you know, come hell or high water. This is the way it's, it's going to be successful if I do this. I've, yeah. I've, I've always felt a general direction, but I've never felt confident enough to, to fight like he has. But that's just different personalities. But he has sure. absolutely – if anybody doubts his sense for what works, they're idiots because look what he's doing, right? Yeah. So yeah. I've, 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 I've had a hard time verbalizing – um, you know, my, uh, my direction or my, my feelings on certain things sometimes, because I've been always very anxious when you and I worked together in New York, I was always so jealous of you. And I was always jealous of the other jocks because I always felt like you guys had this sort of ease about you where like things didn't bother you guys. I always worried about everything. And I always thought to myself, why can't I enjoy the moment like you guys are? But oh, I'm funny. again. That's just my perception. I could right. be I don't totally even, wrong. Yeah, know that it's you know totally that you guys true. could have been. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's you know. Um, I have so a great again, example. I was just going to say about being. So we all worked together at ninety two three K Rock in New York, which was the Howard Stern flagship. So I would put so much pressure on myself when we would do stage announcements, and I would be like, "Oh my god, I got to be funny." Okay. I got to say something cool. Okay. Uh, and then I would see Booker, uh, another DJ, go up and he'd be like, oh, yeah. guys, Green Day. And he'd walk away and I'm like, yep. that's it? That's all? Yeah. What? That's <laughs> So I was like laughing that I put so much pressure on myself when it could simply <laughs> sometimes just be like, hey, Green Day. <laughs> so, yeah. you know the, so, so then I'm wrong, I assumed, because uh, – I just maybe um, had a different perspective. I, I thought that you were like very cool and even keeled. I mean, so obviously I was I wrong am. about that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think that's the thing that, that my anxiety and my creativity has always been. Um, I've always had to fight myself, you know, to, to be able to get past myself to, to do what I want to do. And I'm glad that I, that I've found that, courage because I think I've done things that I never thought I would because I have faced that that sort of um, anxiety or that that uh, fear Demon. and said, you know, what's the worst that could happen, right? I, I'm going to try yeah. this. Like when I left New York to go on my own, there was no guarantee. I, had, I, had, I didn't have a job. I left on my own to do freelance work. And I had at that time, you know, a four-year-old and a baby. And that was a was huge, huge wow. job, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like what, a huge Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm leaving Jumping a job that's, foot. yeah, exactly. And so everybody you know, that I was talking to uh, in the building was like, you know, what are you stupid? <laughs> like, you know, but but yeah. to me, it was like it was it was now or never at that point. Yeah, like I just it was an internal sort of clock that I just felt like that was it. And I think one of the things too is, you know, it was right after 9/11 that was still a really big. Uh, from my wife and I having small children, you know, we were constantly, I don't know, I think on edge, just being so yeah. close to like, you know, the, 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 the bullseye of, of, um, society and everything in New York. And so we, we just, 
you know, packed up and and came back to a quieter life and you know, suburbia. And that's in and, Pittsburgh. Yeah, that Pittsburgh. Where you live yeah. yeah, that's where you're uh-huh. from. Yep. No, that's uh, my wife's from this area, but I oh. I grew up in California and. Uh, oh, really? Oh, so what? Yeah, I grew up in Northern California. I grew up in Santa Rosa in the Wine Valley. No um, way. Yeah. Wow. And and I had a I had a great childhood. I mean, it was. You know, I never experienced uh, winters. <laughs> Winter was like a little frost in your car. That was it. You know, yeah. then I moved out east for my first few radio jobs were in my hometown. And then I moved to Ohio in, in uh, 93 and I'd never experienced snow. And I moved there, and it's the worst blizzard like in a hundred years. The winter of '93. <laughs> Welcome. There was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the apartment building I was living in, it was uh, like you couldn't see the cars. There was so much snow that could come that that through the storm, like it covered all the cars up. And I remember calling my mom saying, I, I've made a terrible mistake. I need to come back home to California. This is terrible. <clears throat> um, that is funny. Oh, my God. The funny thing about back. it was uh, uh, people don't even realize uh, um, I didn't have a car. I had no money. I didn't have a car. I walked to work when I moved to Ohio. So I walked in the blizzard and my GM would always laugh. He said, if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to find you a car because I'm afraid I'm going to be driving to work one day. I'm going to see you frozen on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe it. But you know what? The, the, again, it, you know, I was I was scared. I had no money. I was eating mac and cheese every night. But to me, it's like that was scary, but it was also exciting because it was sort of like I didn't know what was coming next. And that was the great creatively. That was the 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 exciting unknown. Um, cause what's the worst that's going to happen? I have to get, a, I have to get a job, right? Like working yeah. in radio was, was, was tough, but it was, it, you, know, you could always get a regular job if radio didn't work out because radio is so heartless a lot of times, you know, <laughs> yeah. you would be, you'd get, go through a format change or, a, you know, a new boss would come in and just like get it, get rid of everybody. So I, I, I just, you know, I was really fortunate, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'm what I'm, where I'm going with this, but uh, I just think that that's really important for people if they're debating something. It's like the time is now. Don't yeah. wait. Yeah, you know, right. don't wait. The time is now. Uh, my nephew uh, passed away last year, and he was very, oh, very so young. Uh, thank you. He was 32, and um, jeez, you know, I just think to myself, it's like, look at all the things I wouldn't have done, right? If I'd passed away at 32. Yeah, I'm no a huge kidding. I'm a huge fan of Buddy Holly. Okay, I I love Buddy Holly, and and it's uh, it annoys my wife because I talk about him all the time. But you know, he died. He was 22, 22 wow. when wow. he died. 22. That's insane. His entire catalog of music lasted done 18 before. months. Wow, eighteen months. Imagine dying at 22 and 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 not accomplishing anything. And I mean, so me, so I, I just always think to myself, it's like the time is now. Um, I can always get a regular job, right? I've, I've had, I've had, uh, I've worked for a living before. I am not afraid to, to work for a living. I don't take myself too seriously to where I think, you know, that this is, you know, um, going to last forever or that I'm always going to be able to do the kind of work I do. I think, you know, listening to Woody's, uh, uh, podcast, you know, he's, uh, He's smart, which is, you know, when he's done with this contract, he doesn't want to get up at one in the morning anymore. It's like, that's enough, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. When the contract's right. done, it's like he wants to do something else. And he's a creative person who he'll figure something else out and be just as successful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he has no fear. 
even though yeah. he probably does behind the scenes and we don't know it, but yeah, you know, <laughs> my, my, my problem is my problem is I can't pretend I don't have fear because it's just like written all over my face. It's I have that worried look all the time. You know? <laughs> That's funny, Steve. What's wrong? No, no, this is my look. It's okay. Yeah, this is my this is my default position. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's it's, right. it's interesting. You know, I I have uh, I'm really fortunate. I have a lot of young people who will reach out to me and ask me advice. And, you know, I never, ever say no or, or um, tell people not to do things. I, I always figure I'm not here if it wasn't for the encouragement of people that, you know, that gave me time and advice a long time ago. Um, sure. Who, you know, it's like, do you want to do something? Well, then do it and, and, and try because, because life is short and, uh, you know, it can be pretty boring sometimes. So let's do something fun, right? Even yeah. if it's not, again, even if it's not something that's paying the bills, do something that makes you fulfilled in some creative way. I really feel that my purpose is is to tell stories in some way with my voice or with, you know, with a pen and paper, you know, um, in, in some way. That's just, I feel that that's, that's my, that's my calling. That's awesome. I love that. I want to. Uh, I want to play more audio, but let's see if any of this works. You make me sound like like I'm like I'm on tranquilizers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds like the devil's coming out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now, what in the hell? When you were doing that voice. <laughs> Yeah. What yeah. were you channeling at I the time? I was on Narvon, which a is a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> <laughs> I was on Narvon. <laughs> oh my god. It's like somebody I'm hit gonna... me with somebody hit me with a trank gun. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hold on. It's Narvon. Wow. I mean, there has to be something that I don't I know why it sounds did. like that. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, don't you worry, Steve Stone. I'm going to find my future self that can find these files playing in the correct tempo. Oh, there they are. <laughs> Hello, ghouls and goblins. It's the hit Keeper, tonight's tale is devilishly delicious. Yeah, that was fun. Here is a Stanley Cup championship voiceover. On a night in September, inside a bubble in Alberta, Canada. And the Tampa Bay Lightning have won the Stanley Cup. It was a goal achieved. A dream fulfilled. A quick little CNN spot. This year, CNN Heroes isn't just saluting everyday heroes, but the larger moments that defined the biggest stories of the year. Vote for this year's most inspiring moments at CNNHeroes.com. Okay, so we'll just... Okay, fake laughter. Ha 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 ha. That was so fun. <laughs> <was> so fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, my God, it's you? so scary, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking in me boots. What is your? So you do all kinds of voice work. What would you say? Um, do you think is your favorite? Is it doing something like the first piece that we played that was very emotional? Or I mean, you love sports, right? So you do a lot yeah. of sports promos. A lot, a lot of sports. I think, I think whatever uh, 
I think that that you're you hit it on on the head there as far as uh, those emotional pieces. I love because it's I, 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 the word effortless is is not correct. It's I'm not um, I'm not I, I it's I'm not performing as much as I'm you know telling something. It's 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 a different kind of different speed, yeah. a different gear. Uh, I I love those pieces, and then with radio imaging which I'm really fortunate to do a lot of work with is where I could just kind of free, uh, free form a lot of weirdness. Um, clients will send scripts and say, Hey, you know, kind of go crazy, have at it. Like you know, when it comes to Halloween or weird voices or just when I'm reading a script and I will sort of talk to myself when I'm reading a script because it's not making sense to me sometimes. So I'll just kind of start talking like I'm answering myself back. Um, and they'll use those outtakes or they won't, but it's just there. I just feel like that kind of is, it's a stream of conscious kind of, um, a way of reading things that, uh, um, helps me kind of stay focused with reading a lot of scripts because with radio, you know, you're dealing with formats and you're dealing with a lot of stations that run, some big companies run, uh, what, what are called collective contests. So a lot of the stations around the country will run the same contest, which is, you know, usually like a text to, to win contest for a lot of money. So oh, right, I'll get, yeah. I'll get sent a lot of scripts that are the same for the same contest at different stations. So I have to kind of keep myself, you know, Make it feeling unique. it like, a, I'm, like it's fresh by just, yeah. Yeah. A lot of outtakes, a lot of just, you know, stream of consciousness and stuff. Right. Right. So um, you love the pirates and penguins. Oh, my. Um, I, I do. Yeah. There's a joke where it's like, uh, welcome to Pittsburgh. If you like football, we have the Steelers. If you like hockey, we have the penguins. And if you like comedy, we have the pirates. Um, <laughs> because they don't win. They don't win very often. <laughs> I was going to say, that's definitely the yeah the lower end of your did you ever, strength and team. Did you ever consider getting into sports casting? You know, I when I first got into radio, <clears throat> my first interest was doing play by play. I loved play by play. To me, to me, that was the coolest thing. And then I realized uh, I didn't have the math skills for it because you really have to know stats. <laughs> and I, sure. I'm good at stats, but and I'm memory. not good at like you know writing it all down and having it as a reference. But uh, I loved as a teenager. I loved uh, the PA announcer for the. Um, Golden State Warriors when I was a kid, Dick Callahan, you go to the arena and he was like this big voice, you know, welcome. And, you know, he did the, all the announcements and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Uh, yeah. So there was a combination, there was a sports, you know, and so I was lucky when I first got into radio and I moved around a lot, I was able to do some PA um, for a minor league hockey team in North Carolina in the early nineties. And I never had so much fun in my life one winter because it was just, it was a goon league. You know, everybody just fought and it was like, you know, hardly anybody showed up and it was, it was just brutal. And I'm doing these announcements and I just thought, this is so much fun. I'm sitting in the little box, you know, oh in, my in the God, ice arena. So, so yeah, that was, that was definitely a fun thing um, to be able to use my voice, but still be involved in sports in some way. Yeah, for sure. That's super fun. Yeah, that is cool. I love that. We should mention our love, uh, both of our love for Tom Petty. Oh, yeah. You guys share a big love, don't you? You know, it's really strange. I, I don't know what it is about him, but I think as I get older, the more and more he just speaks to me, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. holy God, like I, we finally, I'd, I'd watched it before on my own, but my wife and I finally finished the uh, 
running down a dream. And I think it took us like two weekends to get through it because it was, you know, it's like four hours long or whatever. Yeah. And like we watched one, one afternoon we were watching it and we paused it because it said 1985 and it was like intermission or something. And I said, holy shit. I said, it's only 1985. There's still <laughs> another two hours to go. <laughs> because you figure, you know, Tom Petty, more hits were coming. So yeah, so yeah right. uh, I, I, I think, I think he was amazing. And uh, I think, Again, another a storyteller, right? Just such a great oh, storyteller. Yeah. yeah, really. I would put him up there with the top five American songwriters of all time. I mean, uh, as far as rock, you know, um, yeah. People don't talk. I mean, you're from Detroit, right, Julia? Uh, yeah. Julia, um, with the uh, uh, the um, you got you know, um, uh, what's his name? Bob Seger. Oh, uh, Seger, Bob Seger, Bob Seger, and, and his. Bob Seger. You're mm. not a fan of Bob Seger, no. really? Come to Papa. Seger. Wow. No. No. It was too, um, I guess it leaned, even though Tom Petty ha- did have a lean of maybe like a country vibe, uh, yeah. Bob Singer was too old and country-ish to me, I think. Okay. All right. If That's that cool. makes sense. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, but um, as far as lyrically, I just think like yeah. I put Bob Seger, <clears throat> Mellencamp, Turn the Petty. Page is a great <clears throat> Turn the pages. Yeah, please. that's that's an awesome song. But like, you know, I think Petty is in those as far as American, yeah. uniquely I'm American not a songwriters. Fan either. You know, I, I can't get into him. I appreciate some songs of his. <laughs> yeah. I do. I just don't I'm like, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. I just don't. Yeah. That's like um Yeah, I've gone to shows and great- people are like, You have to go to a show, otherwise you won't get it. And I go to the show, I'm like, hmm. I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> Still not there. Still not Weird. there. And I, I still second don't time. get it. Second so time now to prove. Like, you know what? Maybe yeah. I, yeah. I also don't get Wilco. Uh, I don't get Wilco. There's a huge... Yeah. And I also I like don't Wilco. get jam bands. I don't oh. understand jam bands like Fish. I, I grew up, you know, growing up in Santa Rosa, like there was... That was Deadhead Central. Oh, so I, sure. under, I understood... I understood that whole thing because as a as a kid, you know, there was just the whole culture, hippies and everything else. Yeah. But I don't understand jam bands. I don't understand Wilco. My and I also, Jim James, my morning the, jacket. The, uh, I I like a couple of their stuff, a couple yeah. of their um, songs, but I also like. Uh, I'm a huge Billy Joel fan, and some people don't oh. don't like him. So oh, no, <laughs> no, Steve, you don't like him. No, she doesn't. No, she did really. not like him. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's see where it. we're at We'll here. stick with Petty. We'll stick with Tom okay. Petty. That's okay. All right. Yeah. I was going to say, we'll stick with the likings of Petty and the dislikes of Springsteen. How about that? <laughs> yeah. All right. I think we won on those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Funny. I think this could that be a, a good time to go into our segment. It's five o'clock somewhere. Are you ready, Steve Stone? It is. And I, I am ready. Yes. Oh my gosh, okay. it is. Oh, it is five o'clock. You know, I love when we are doing this with people and it's like accidentally really five o'clock where they are. It's literally <laughs> five o'clock, yeah. Okay, oh question number one. Uh, so you live in Pittsburgh. As you may know, yeah. it's also called the city of bridges. The most wow, bridges in the world. The most, yeah, right. the most bridges in the world. But did you know these other things about Pittsburgh? Uh, what Ooh, burger was invented there? The Big Mac. Oh, yeah. good. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I don't know if most it's... people know, uh, it was sold in 1967, and there is even a Big Mac Museum. Have you gone to it? I have you not sure gone have. to it, but I believe oh. that it's at, it's, I believe it's at, like, the original McDonald's location in Pittsburgh. There's, like, a, 
a thing or whatever. So yeah. Okay. That's so awesome. Uh, I love next that. Pittsburgh fact, Jason Friday. Pittsburgh is home to what first in radio? Oh, the first commercial radio station, KDKAAM, oh. ten twenty. Look yeah. at this guy. <laughs> I knew you were going to know him. Yeah. Okay. Do you know? Do you know the uh, the year that it was? No. Yeah, he said. I, didn't you? No. Oh, oh I thought no, he did. The t- t- ten twenty is the uh, oh. AM, the signal uh, 19, station. Right, right, right. In nineteen twenty. I think it was. Yeah, yeah I was oh. gonna say nineteen twenty. Okay. Well, there you go. See. You uh, what is on the Pittsburgh Steelers logo? Hint: It's not stars. You know, for some reason, uh, you're gonna get me on this one. I. I I think it's something to do with like the steel industry and or the rivers. I, I don't 100% know. I think it's the three it, rivers. It was taken from a, the steel industry, but they are hypocycloids. In geometry, a special plane curve generated by the trace of a fixed point on a small circle that rolls within a larger circle. As the radius of the larger circle is increased, the hypocycloid becomes more like the cycloid created by rolling a circle on a line. Was that a commercial wow. that you just recorded and sped up? That was just up? something I that had was in amazing. my mind. No, I believe the three, the three, the three uh, starry things that they—I believe they represent the three rivers, right? Uh, oh, I didn't read that. I, I just think. heard that we were hypocycloids, yeah. and they came you, from a logo in the yeah. steel industry. But you yeah. might be right, though. That's yeah. what they represent. That's or you might it, be just crazy, sort of symbolism, or you yeah. might just be a lunatic <laughs> that we're looking for. <laughs> Oh that you're God. looking for. I thought you said you didn't like Billy Joel. Do not reference yeah. his lyrics. I know. I, I am <laughs> a radio, former radio me. DJ. Okay, uh, two more you know fun what, facts you know, about you, Pittsburgh. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. No, listen, go ahead. I, I was going to interrupt and, and say something no. about Billy Joel, no. but... Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, okay, my daughter, uh, she's 17. <laughs> she's a huge music fan and we'll be in the car and, and she actually loves Vienna by Billy Joel. So we, we sing oh, together when that. That's cute. I'll, that accept song, that. So. I'll accept yeah, that. I'll accept that. I know, you, yeah. I know you hate Billy Joel, but go ahead. All right. Other, <laughs> other fun facts besides hating Billy Joel. Pittsburgh has more blank per capita than any other city in the country. More blank per capita. Parks. No, the answer is you have. You have okay. The answer is bars. Oh, jeez, Louise. Oh, jeez. All right. (laughs) That's twelve. Yeah, twelve per ten thousand. Bars, really? Yeah. So on that yeah, well, note, I, I, when we come visit you, we'll be hitting the bars. No, I'm just there, you know what's funny is there's there's a there's definitely and and maybe Julie, with, growing up in Michigan, knows about the uh, the old man bars. The the, the uh, uh, here in Pittsburgh, we, we have still around a lot of these what were considered uh, mill worker bars. So like when they would be done working at the steel mills, they'd go and have their you know beers and shots and stuff. There's still plenty of those a good old corner bar. bars. Yeah, and and they're wow, fun. They're, I mean, they're they're really cool. Yeah. Okay, you'll never know that. the answer to this. Uh, in 1903, the first World Series was held between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Boston Americans. Who won? <laughs> huh. I, I was going to say Pittsburgh. I don't know that history. Uh, but I actually I, thought I would you would Pittsburgh. know this. Yeah, Pittsburgh nah. won. Yeah. 1903. Yeah. Okay. That was probably the last time we won a series. <laughs> yeah. In <laughs> fact, no, we, it was. <laughs> the last time we won a series was 1979. So that's that's how long ago it was. Holy smokes. Yeah. That is Should a long time. Should I be concerned time. every once in a while I hear my voice echoing? 
Somewhere else. Oh. Nah. Um, question number two. So that was just question number one. Uh, question number two. What is your dream place to live other than where you are now? Oh, man. Well, there's two. San Diego, I think, just because it's everything's perfect. The weather, the terrain. You know, you're by the ocean, but there's also mountains. Uh, it's I think it's perpetually 73 degrees and sunny every day. I love San Diego. Um, uh, that would be probably number one. Or um, I would I would love to to be back in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area where where I grew up. I just think that was so much fun. But yeah, I think San Diego is just paradise on earth. I mean, if you've not, I mean, you guys live down and yeah. you guys are you can what two hour drive, right? I mean, it's it's so nice yeah. down there. I mean, so I've nice. been my cousins and uncles and stuff live down there, so I went there every year, a couple but times. I think a year. there's something different about the sunshine in San Diego. It's like sure. it's pure, it's pure sunshine. It's not like L.A. that you got to deal with the the haze. L.A. Well, San Diego, yeah. there's no like you, like me being out here in the east when I when I've been to San Diego, it's like your body can't understand it. Like when you first get there, it's like your body starts freaking out. Like this is pure sunshine. Yeah. Do you understand the street value of this in Pittsburgh? <laughs> this is pure sunshine. <laughs> It, so, is. Yeah. Yeah. it is pure. You're right. Yeah. yeah Over nice. here, it's just like pure pollution. Uh, and the sunshine magnifies because but didn't, of didn't 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 uh, the pandemic stop that? Didn't the pandemic actually like start healing L.A. with the smog <laughs> um, for a if while? It did. It, it woke it, up it, the it, zombie criminals. So we kind of like a mix. It did. There was so much oxygen that it woke up yeah. the uh, yeah. yeah the I'm apocalyptic like, oh, sorry. Uh, criminals. I was in the corner that- there. Now I'm going to stab you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it did. It, it, it gave more <laughs> life to their brain waves, and they're like, "Oh wait, hold on, I could do things now." Here you go. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question number three. How many mics have you owned in your lifetime, and what's your favorite one, and why? <sighs> All right, um, uh, probably about 30, 35 mics. Um, I still Damn. have about 10. Uh, I love microphones. I, 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 man, favorite microphone. And do you have like a cool Damn. classic antique one that you own? Um, I had. Yeah, I've got I've got like the Elvis mic. It's uh it's um you know the uh it's I think it's it's a Shure 55. Yeah. It looks that's right. it's got like that grill on the front of it. Yeah. I've got it I've got it in uh, in in storage somewhere, but uh the mic that I bought they they've reproduced those before. They've like made, you know, like uh modern day um, ones, yeah. Yeah, but I've got an original that I got from a there was a studio that was going out of business in Atlanta that was having like a like um online auction kind of thing for for charity and uh i was able to get that and it, it's the coolest mic it I, I don't really think it works it's a ribbon microphone so yeah. it needs a little extra you know power and stuff but that's the coolest mic but i i love microphones and i unfortunately uh you know i kind of only use one or two for what i do for a living so most of the other mics just sit in their cases in a, sad. In a storage yeah. <laughs> that is sad. I would have expected you to say like a German mic because usually those, you know, are insanely high end and beautiful. Yeah, I just so never, uniquely made too. I've never spent, I've never spent uh, um, the crazy money on mics. Five grand, you, you, yeah. Oh my god, you can, you can, <laughs> you can seriously, 
you yeah. can seriously drop five, ten grand on a microphone, and Easy. then it's like, uh, yeah, forget it. So yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I was like just curious if you were going to mention something like that. But I do. No, that's cool I do, though. Yeah. I do have some some Neumann microphones, but they're more yeah. they're modern day ones, you know, and they're fine. But yeah, I uh, I lack space. You know, like yeah. as far as to store things, and I am a big fan of software. There's so many things you can do with software nowadays. Oh, and it's yeah. like with one click of a button, it's like, yeah, no, uh, absolutely. I actually the the main mic uh, I use obviously is the Sennheiser 416. That's the main mic I use every day. But then I re- recently started using a, a microphone called the Townsend Labs L22 Sphere, which is a mic system that models tons of different microphones. It oh. works with software, so it's um, if you want it to, to dial in a U87, you can. If you want wow. to dial in uh, SM57, you can. It's the That's coolest crazy. thing I've ever yeah. ever owned, and it, it, it actually will be the last microphone I ever buy um, wow. for, for reals. Yeah, what's the price yeah. tag yeah. on that one? I think it's like fourteen hundred, but it's yeah, um, yeah fifteen hundred. What, what you get in in the, the the value is the fact that they keep coming up with uh, software updates, and oh. right now I can pull up. You know, if I wanted to, I could pull up a U eighty seven, C twelve. I mean, I could, you know, any kind of amazing vintage mic that you can't either you can't buy or it's too expensive. Oh to buy, so. yeah, that's very yeah. neat. Technology is awesome. Yeah, it totally is. That's that kind of reminds me of, um, and I can't think of his name. Slate. But there's yes, thank you, yeah. Stephen Slate. Yeah. That's exactly what yeah. it reminds me of. Only this yeah, he, looks he, super rad. <laughs> yeah, he has uh, he has uh, another system, uh, but what's what's different about this system is that it's got uh, it's dual di- dual diaphragm, so it records front and back, and you're able to actually right. change the polar pattern. I mean, it's it's really That's it's crazy. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Okay, question now that I'm directional stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Julie's like, would you just stop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a program to run. Uh, question four. Yeah. You've worked in New York City. What's your favorite slice of pizza and where? And is it in New York? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I do I do love pizza. Uh, you know, I when I was working in New York, I didn't get to enjoy New York as much as I'd wanted to. So I had a lot of different pizzas. And I think probably... There was a place in Brooklyn that um, our friend Ashok took me to. Um, uh, oh my god! He probably and took us there it's too. It's in his. Yeah. It's in his uh, neck of the woods. You don't and, remember Jason? Uh, you know, like oh yeah, it's uh, it's the woman's name, I think, right? Um, uh, it's yeah, literally it's by it's by the slice, and and the slice yep. was like as big as your head. Yeah, and we, I that's where we he went. took us, I believe. Yeah, yeah. it's we probably the same place. But I remember we we'd gone. We'd gone drinking and uh, it was really late. And I, we went and sat there and had this big ass slice of pizza. That was probably the best. I like, I like pizza that um, is just simple. Just yep. che- and I don't, I don't, yeah, don't go sure. crazy with toppings. Just give me like, you know, give me some nice cheese and um, yeah. I used to love. I mean, Nino's. If, it was on St. Oh Mark's, God. but it closed down. St. Mark's and like Avenue A or B, it's closed. All Actually, right, you know. Nino's. Avenue A, when I yeah. when I was growing up in California, there was a place uh, called Round Table Pizza. I'm not sure if they had that in Southern California. Uh-huh. Round Table. Hmm. Uh, I loved that as a kid because uh, Round Table they, was my favorite as a kid too. Sorry, yeah, to yeah. I used to like Red Lobster when I was a kid. Things changed. Oh my god! <laughs> no, you don't change. understand. Round Table was the <laughs> like staple of holy what kind of pizza shit, was delicious. It? Yeah. 
It was it was really good because the the, the crust style? they had they had cornmeal on the bottom of the crust, which yeah. would help it not get burned. Yeah. So there was just something good about that texture. But round table, and then when when I was really really young, and and my mom was trying to keep us kids, uh, you know, quiet, she would take us. Do you guys remember Straw Hat Pizza? Or no? Well, you, you, well Jason, you're you're from California. Do you remember Straw Hat? That was you probably know, back in the eighties and early eighties. I, I maybe. don't, and I I should because my family were we were big pizza lovers. Yeah. Um, I don't remember Straw Hat though. I just like it. I just like a, a pizza that doesn't get too fancy. Just give me some nice, yeah. you know, quality cheese, quality. Um, I, I'm See, not into deep dish and oh, Chicago no. dish no. and whatever. It's so gross yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. There's so many people too that are like deep dish Chicago is the best. And I'm like, how can you say that? I'm not even from New York and I think New York is better the than any other pizza I've ever had. We're really getting into, <laughs> and I don't even like Buddy's Pizza in Detroit, but there's a Buddy's style pizza. It's called, you know, they call it Detroit style pizza. That's really good out in LA now. And it's kind of thick, but they put the sauce on after it's cooked. Yeah. You know what? There's somebody around here that does that where they cook it and then they put the topping on after. I'm like, no, thanks. Sorry. <laughs> now, is, Detroit, is Detroit pizza, is that the one where they cut in squares? Yeah, it is in squares. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. It is squares. Yeah. Okay. But people think it's Chicago and I'm like, no, that's yeah. Detroit. It's, it's nothing like, like Chicago. It's way better than Chicago. No offense, Chicagans. Chicagians. I love Chicago. My sister, my younger sister lives in Chicago and I love Chicago because they like beef sandwiches. That's like, you know, okay. Al's Italian this, beef sandwich. Yeah. But, but pizza wise, I'm not really into this. No, yeah. sandwich. There are cities where the sandwiches will wreck the pizza, obviously tenfold. But yeah. Well, Pittsburgh here, we have... Um, What's called Primani Brothers, which is the the famous Pittsburgh sandwich, which has coleslaw and fries on it. Oh, oh my god! So, god. Like, and that that one meal will like you'll pass out. You'll what sleep kind of meat all day. is it? Uh, it's anything like capicola. It's like mm-hmm. it's it's all Italian, like you know, um, salami, wow. whatever. But they have and they they melt the cheese and then they put the fries and coleslaw at the end and then they smoosh it together. But the bread is cut like three inches thick. It's yeah. Primanti Brothers, it's so good. Yeah, that's that everybody does. that comes visits me. I take them to Primanti Brothers, and that that's like the Pittsburgh, you know, staple yeah. thing. So, yeah, we got to hit that. Okay, now question. That I'm, do, you, do you hear my? Do you hear me salivating? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm, that sounds my so mouth delicious. Is like watering. <laughs> yeah. Uh, question oh number five. Oh, okay. Favorite guilty pleasure? Go. Holy smokes. Favorite guilty pleasure. Could this be food related or music anything, or movie? Anything or? you want, Steve. Maybe Stella, do a you want. do a triple threat and just throw down all of those you just mentioned. Okay. Food, guilty pleasure, red vines. Red vines <laughs> to me. Like twi- I love twi- red vines, yeah. Twizzlers are red colored turds, as far as I'm concerned. Red <laughs> vines are it. Julie loves. I like Twizzlers. Twizzler bites, the cherry Twizzler bites. Oh no, bites. no, 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 yeah. no, 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 Red no. vines. I'm not even red sure I've ever eaten a red vine, to be honest. The best part what? about a red vine, when oh. I was a kid, we we'd go to the movies and get red vines, and the best thing about it was, is the red vines were always stale, and I didn't know that. So yeah. I always thought red vines were supposed to taste like wax. So that. To me, it reminds me of childhood. So I love red vines. 
that are stale. So that's that's. that's I am that. with you on that. My dad was a big Red Vines guy, which made me and my brother Red Vines movies. Just what you just said is exactly how I feel. So yeah, I'm with you. I, I did get more into Twizzlers because of Julie, but I do love Red Vines as like my yeah. So as far as music, as far as guilty pleasures, if I'm in the car by myself and no one's watching, I love 80s metal power ballads. Oh, that is so awesome. 80s metal power ballads. Like, if you play Still Loving You by Scorpions, I'm there with the lighter, man. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to start I mean, singing, there's no one like you. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but like, like the really, the really sappy ones, like uh, Save All Your Love by Great White. Um, oh, I all love those it. 80s power metal yeah. You know, ballads. Yeah, that's guilty pleasure for sure. Yeah. That is very Because I, cool. I, I played those when I first got into radio. You know, that was yeah. like, that was the heyday of that stuff. So. Sure. That's very cool. And well, as far that as, is, oh, go ahead. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I was gonna say that's other guilty pleasures are probably just too disturbing to even bring up you know, because they're food related. So it's it's like sitting sitting in a you know uh, by myself eating uh, Ben and Jerry's or something. So Ben and Jerry's, yeah, like, go. what's your favorite flavor? I love uh, I love um, uh, what's that one? Uh, the late night uh, late night cone. Oh, Damn. the late night show one. The yeah, yeah, I know which one you're talking it's got, about. It's got like it's got waffle cone in it. Yep. And, and is that the Jimmy and... Fallon one or the Stephen Colbert one? <laughs> I think I think it's a Jimmy Fallon one. Yeah, I don't know. That's delicious, yeah, man. That's I know exactly one. what you're talking about. But you know what? Sometimes just give me a cherry Garcia, and I'm very happy. There you go, vanilla and cherry, and that's it. Yeah, Perfect. or chunky monkey. That's a tasty mm. one. <laughs> Absolutely, an old yeah. school, right? I like Standard. the raw cookie dough one. Oh yeah, I mean that's good. But I'm not too. a big ice cream person. Yeah, no. Yeah, I used to be. Now it's like it's not once in a while, you know. Oh, I just but, found uh, a delicious uh, dark chocolate ice cream. Is it Josie's? It's very good. Jenny's. Jenny's. Ooh. One of those like uh, yeah. maybe we'll throw small, a couple of small strawberries, crap, small or batch, bananas yeah. in small there. batch. <laughs> it, no, it, it's that? it's seriously it's. So I only delicious. do micro yeah, brew put, like, ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Small batch microbrew aged a hundred days. <laughs> it's in a barrel. You know what's funny is is um, yeah. I am a fan of. I'll try any kind of food once. You know, like I'm I'm up for anything. Like the last time I was in L.A. that I can remember uh, a great meal was I ate in Koreatown. I had uh, kimchi, the real oh, stuff. Kimchi, sure. Yeah, the real stuff, and I was like, "This is heaven." That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man, my my stepmom's Korean, and she's uh like she's from Korea, and has only lived in the states, you know, maybe twenty something years. She makes homemade kimchi like no other. She does an old school recipe from like whoops, from like forever ago, ancient, you know, Korean secret recipe, and it tastes wow. like nothing you've ever. It's unbelievable. It's so incredible. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely into to experiencing those things i'm not like a, a like a dare eater like i don't i'm not into like you know uh um you know eating 50 hot dogs i mean i'm, I'm more of like i'm trying i'd like to try different you know different stuff like like i said kimchi is really cool and um uh, i love any sort of eastern europe uh straight you know like uh um I worked with somebody years ago who whose family was from Hungary, and I thought, you know, you can't go wrong with a family that's from a country called Hungary. Yeah. Uh, you know, they 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 must know how to do food. And and I don't, I forget what exactly her family, her mother made, but it was so good. Um, goulash, yeah. Oh, Hungarian oh, yeah. goulash. Yeah. I love goulash. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, cool. So, so yeah, yeah. See, I, now my mouth is really watering. God, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go immediately now and start making goulash. <laughs> uh, I know. Well, oh, that is, God. it's five o'clock somewhere. And that wraps up this podcast, Steve Stone. You've been a fantastic, lovely guest. Well, thank you so much. And, and I, I really appreciate you having me on. It's so much fun to talk. And uh, um, yeah, I hope I didn't just ramble about nonsense, but yeah, fun. <laughs> What's no, your I, website uh, if people want to check you out? It is stonevoiceovers.com, stonevoiceovers.com. And the, there's video and audio samples on there. And uh, yeah, um, thank awesome, you so much. And, and it's so it's so nice to, to see you again, you know, see your, your face. And Jason, it's nice to meet you virtually. And yeah, um, man, you too. Yeah, uh, this pandemic has really sucked as far as, you know, obviously I haven't traveled or anything. So uh, the next time I'm out in L.A., which uh, hopefully will be at some point soon, uh, yeah, would love to see out. you guys. So, yeah. yeah, that would be great. Faux show. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, thanks for being on. You're amazing. Thanks for sharing your also, talents with the world. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Ready to record passwords to do. What did you say? I said ready to record what? Past or what? <laughs> pass with decadu. I I was What's just pass with decadu. I don't know. Health checks, all that uh. shit. Uh, welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about our guests after they leave the room. That was hey, Steve, Steve Stone, are you friends. Here? No. Steve Stone. Steve, can you hear us? Stevie? Papa, can you hear me? Um, he is the kindest. He's the kindest guy. It is funny, though, that he has very similar traits to Woody, yeah. uh, our other uh, previous guest. Uh, both radio, uh, former radio, well, Steve Stone's now a former radio guy. Oh, he's still in radio. He uh, yeah. does all that stuff. I don't know if I really explained that. You know, he's the guy. We played some of his stuff. That he's the guy that in between songs you might hear like Alt ninety eight seven, the best music in the world. Alt ninety eight seven. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's just so sweet. And I should also mention one years ago. I guess it's gosh, has it been? Five and a half years ago, I was let go from a job and he was like, hey, do you need anything? And he did help me put together a demo, uh, a voice demo. And he's just a super, super kind person, as you could tell from the interview. And he's also super talented. But I mean, I literally I get emotional when I think of the tell the story, tell the story. It's, it's kind of we're telling people's stories here on the podcast. Yeah. I mean that everybody has such a story and his story is just as unique as everybody else's and it's yeah. just so funny that each time somebody tells their story we're just blown away and I don't understand it. <laughs> it will never get old, it will never change, it will continue to happen. We'll just be like, "Wow, that was there amazing." You go again. Okay. <laughs> yep. There you go again, just another one. And that's the whole point of our podcast is yeah well finding you know everyone finding their own dharma their true life's passion and i guess a big question you know some people don't exactly understand what it is but a big question to ask yourself what is my story to tell and everyone is so unique and that's the beauty i think i might have mentioned i was listening to one of my um voiceover coach sean pratt he was doing a seminar with someone and they're like do you copyright all your teachings and blah, 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 blah. 
He's like, no, because no one can teach the way I teach. So, I mean, they can write out all the notes they want. They can't teach the way I teach. No one can voice the way Steve Stone voices. No one can run a morning show like Woody. No one can be as handsome as Jason Friday. It's unreal. Yeah, they can try. They can. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys, but it's not going to (laughs) happen. So it was just such a joy to speak with Steve Stone. And really, I love how now we're doing It's 5 o'clock somewhere and it ends up being like a 30-minute segment because we talk about so many different things. Yeah, It makes it a little more fun. Um, to do one little note on this, and I was going to mention it to him while he was on, but Straw Hat Pizza is actually located 99% in NorCal. So it makes sense why he brought that up. Oh, so it's not <laughs> there, down here. There, no, no, it is. Oh. But there's it's in places like we just talked about this the other day. When we were in Brentwood, we never go and hang out in Brentwood. And there's one location in Brentwood. Oh. There's a location in Cerritos, Chino, and uh, in Long Beach, and that's well, the only southern straw pizza. Yeah, it's the only Southern California locations. Everywhere else is Gilroy, which is like the garlic capital up north near San Jose, is another one. Seaside, Watsonville, been there. Terrible. I place. mean, is this terrible if I say it looks like frozen pizza? Like it looks like. Kind of looks like a, Chris, yeah. I was gonna say Chris, Pizza Hut or something. Yeah, Christina Domino's, would like that. Domino's. Yeah. yeah, we have a friend, Christina, that her favorite pizza in the whole world is DiGiorno, right above any <laughs> yeah. like one at a restaurant. That's insane. Should we just have her on to talk about that? <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, obviously, she's she's been to, you know, when she went to Italy, she's been she to was Italy. like. Oh Oh, yeah. Does she still think DiGiorno? I, I don't know. It, at, at one point in recent years, <laughs> DiGiorno totally was still her. her favorite. I know. We're outing her right now. Lopez. I don't know if she listens, but she should so she could hear this and yeah. correct us. Right. Because we love you. Greg, we love you too. Uh, anything else we need to add to the Steve Stone mania? Mania. It's just, it's, I mean, first off, not first off, but another thing to add. What? Yeah. No, I thought I did something. Go ahead. Oh. Did did he say, where did he live? Portugal or Brazil or some shit? Yeah, I think he lived in Brazil. Brazil. And he spoke Portuguese? What is that? And then he moved, later on he moved to Ohio. And he moved to Ohio. Didn't he say but Ohio? But I had no idea. Yeah. Ohio, that's, Cincinnati. That's quite a culture Wait, shock. I know. We never even Being asked him if he California. went to Cedar Point. Oh, you know what? Amusement Park in Ohio. That's the only thing I've ever done in Ohio. That's all I've ever done. Really? Yeah, I just drive wow. to Cedar Point and drive back. <laughs> I did get some beef jerky, which was not great. Hmm. And a little small gas station weren't we at the beef jerky capital or something isn't that in california on the yeah, way to vegas like or something oh that's like the alien jerky oh, or whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is on the way back <laughs> you know when you see a place that says the best beef jerky in the world you gotta try it 
Yeah, I think it even said the best beef jerky in the galaxy. Because, oh, of course, because it was called yeah. like alien beef jerky. Yeah, alien jerky, something like that. All you Vegas lovers know what we're Vegas. talking about. <laughs> okay, I think we can wrap this one up pretty smoothly. Uh, we love Steve Stone. He is yes. super rad. I can't wait for him to come out to L.A. I'm not sure that we'll be in Pittsburgh anytime soon. Uh, except yeah. for the because I have to radio tour. Um, <laughs> I would like we... to go to Pittsburgh. I mean, part of the Friday family lives out there who I've never met ever. Oh. Sean yeah. has met them when he went on tour. Oh, that's cool. With his band. Yeah. His band, yeah. Dead Sarah. We got to have him yeah. on the pod as well. He's been too busy wrapping up that album. Oh my God. He's, and he's saying that it's consuming his life. Yeah, as it should. He's at the, towards yeah. the end. In an overwhelming way. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that's our podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. We love you. Love you. Kisses, cuddles, hearts. And just kidding. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To podcast. The best way you can help us is share the show. Tell people about it. Also, subscribe, like, leave us a great review wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us on Instagram at Cause I Have To Podcast and email us, especially if you know someone living their dharma and you think they'd be a great guest on the show. It's Cause I Have To Podcast at Gmail. And oh, we do love those voice messages. You can leave us one at anchor.fm slash Cause I Have To. Keep living those dreams, friends, because you have to. Till next time.